Welcome back to Revive Nations podcast. Revive Nations is a global ministry with one mission, to raise an army of Jesus lovers around the world. Prepare your heart to receive something fresh from the voice of God, Prophet Shaiju Matthew, and be revived, renewed, and restored. I don't worry about tomorrow. In Christ Jesus, I have no loss. In Christ Jesus, I don't worry about tomorrow. In Christ Jesus, I have no loss. Those who need to leave me can leave me. I have Christ Jesus. Those who want to fight you can fight you. You have Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus, you have no loss. Have a little one that you desire to see grow in the things of God? Subscribe to Revive Nations Kids on YouTube for an exciting array of programs every week. RevivedNations.tv is now open to live participation to our services. I want you to open your Bibles to Exodus. Go to chapter 4. I want to read from verse 21. And the Lord said to Moses, when you go back to Egypt, see that you do before Pharaoh all the miracles that I put in your power. But I will harden his heart so that he will not let the people go. Harden. What happens is when God is bringing his nearness, there is also, my goodness, to a group of people, there is revival. But to another group, they become hardened. I've shared this before. There is something that the anointing does. Anointing accelerates everything. Anointing accelerates submission in some people and simultaneously in some others, it accelerates betrayal. Both are happening at the same time because what does the nearness of God do? It brings acceleration. So there is a group of people that are experiencing the revival of the chains about to break from their hands. But at the same time, there is another group. They don't receive revival. Instead, their heart gets more hardened. God, have mercy on my heart. Say this prayer after me, Lord. Have mercy on my heart. Louder, louder, louder. Say, Jesus, have mercy on my heart. Don't allow me to be hardened. While God is releasing a revival, don't be so hardened that you go back to your sin. Don't be so hardened. This is the Lord speaking. To his bride. Don't be hardened. When his nearness is coming. He's about to do miracles. He's about to do science. He's about to show his strength. But in your pursuit of God. Locate your heart. And say hey. How is my heart. Responding. To the nearness of God. Then you know. If you are going to be the Israel. That is going to be delivered. Or you will be the Pharaoh. That will sink in the water. Father, we release wonders for your children. When your presence come close to us, don't let our hearts be hardened. Can you think about it for a second? Who is Jesus? Who is Jesus? The son of the living God. Am I right? Okay. 
This Jesus, who is the most compassionate person, his presence causes sinners to be convicted. This is the Jesus that comes. All the while Judas is sitting and his heart gets hardened and hardened week after week. Night after night, he doesn't come to repentance. Every time somebody comes to the presence of Jesus, they are being transformed, but not the heart of Judas. Judas' heart is getting angrier and angrier and hardened and hardened and deceived and more deceived. So I want you to observe your heart in this season very carefully. Don't be hardened by sin. Don't be what? Hardened by sin. Don't be hardened by sin. Don't be hardened by sin. Be quick to repent. Turn to your neighbor and say, be quick to repent. Tell them, tell them, tell them. Be quick to repent of your sins. Can you tell them? Be quick. Why must God give up on you? Why must God give up on you? You see, when we talk about revival, from a far distance, we talk about all the exciting stories. But then when God starts taking us through the revival, he begins to show you what really happens in revival. The reason why many could not survive the revivals it's because they got too close to the fire. They got too close to the fire. And they were stuffed that they were not willing to change in their life. Don't make that mistake. Don't make that mistake. But I will harden their heart so that he will not let the people go. There you shall say to Pharaoh, thus says the Lord, Israel is my firstborn son. And I say to you, let my son go that he may serve me. If you refuse to let him go, behold, I will kill your firstborn son. Hear me, church? This is the Lord speaking. He's saying, Israel is my firstborn son. Yes, he's been, he's been in slavery, but he's still my son. He's been a prodigal, but he's still my Son, he's been disobedient, but he's still my son. Yes, it's been a little over 430 years, but he's still my son. Oh, we thank you, Lord. Somebody just 30 seconds, just clap hands for his mercy. Let him feel your praise. With all your heart, say, thank you, Lord, that I do not perish. Thank you that I'm still found standing. Somebody shout, thank you, Jesus. Verse 24. At the lodging place on the way, the Lord met him, that is Moses, and sought to put him to death. This is the man he just said, go and deliver my people. This is the man he just said, go and rescue them from Egypt. And then he's saying that the Lord met him and sought to put him to death. Excuse me, Lord, what happened? What happened? You were just fine with us. 
you are just saying that you are going to use me you just said that nations are going to be delivered you just said that i have to bring your people out of egypt and then the lord sought to kill moses critical that we understand this verse 25 then zipora the heathen woman the one that was not an israeli she took a flint that's a sharp stone and cut off her son's foreskin and touched Moses' feet with it and said surely you are a bridegroom of blood to me so he this is god so god let him alone it was then that she said a bridegroom of blood because of the circumcision holy spirit we love you you see moses being a hebrew he is heard from his sister the manner of the hebrews and he's heard about how this god requires circumcision of those that are born and the bible is he refers to a point where his first born was circumcised but when it comes to his his second child moses had an issue there with his wife she being an unbeliever she did not understand why there was a need for circumcision she is saying in my religion they they are not this bloody why is your religion so bloody you wanted to circumcise my first child we circumcised him but now even the second child he needs to be circumcised now so there was an argument between moses and zipora where she was reluctant to circumcise the second one and guess what moses allowed it at some point moses stopped fearing god and chose to make his wife happy never make anybody happy at the point of making god sad even if it is your own spouse if your spouse comes and says don't follow jesus it is better you die than you obey a spouse that takes you away from jesus this is the only thing that i shall not compromise you want me to wash the plates at midnight i'll wash the plates at midnight you want me to get up at 6 in the morning okay we'll do whatever breakfast at at at, at bed breakfast okay okay my husband i can follow anything but if you tell me to stop loving my jesus that is the only thing i'll have to say no to you even if you were to beat me up even if you threaten to kill me i am ready to give my life to one that died for my sins this is an area that not even your spouse can stop you from your walk with god how many of you understand what i'm saying even your closest your spouse is the one that you become one with my goodness and the bible says god sought to kill whom moses god sought to kill moses moses but first of all god 
it is the boy that is not circumcised but god is not coming to kill the boy but god it is the wife who stopped me but god is not coming to kill the wife god is coming to talk to the man who was in charge of both my goodness my goodness when god comes to speak to adam do you remember what he says he says because you listened to the voice of your wife hey god's understanding is that i put you in charge to lead this house but because you went ahead and replaced my voice with her voice now i'm talking to you i'm not even talking to her my eye contact is not even with her i'm holding you responsible because this was your garden to maintain but god she heard she was speaking to the serpent god is not even addressing that situation right now he's saying i'm talking to you because you did not stand up because you could have averted a death you could have done something that could have changed the situation but you didn't do what you did you listened to the voice of your wife at some points god expects you to have a spinal cord and stand up for the principles that he has put into your spirit nobody can take you away from the love of the lord nobody don't allow any friend any human being to take you away from the love of jesus god will not talk to your friend he'll come to talk to you he holds you accountable isn't that a little scary God is coming to kill Moses. But you know what's the most impressive thing about this whole story at this moment in time is that he's just experienced the mountain. He's just met with fire. You see, Moses was was there for 40 years. No punishment. 40 years. He's done whatever he wanted to do. No problem. 40 years this guy has been living like a prodigal son. No problem. 40 years. Ah, no issues. But the moment you come up the mountain, the deal changes with you. Now I got to deal with you in a higher standard. The moment you begin to encounter the fire. Ah. Now you are you have to understand the language of fire the fire is always polishing you the fire is always purifying you he cannot allow you to remain where you were before but once you get to that mountain experience there is more that god is expecting from you because you have encountered the mountain that others have not encountered the ones on the outside they can be mocking they can be laughing they can be saying they are drunk god will ignore them but the ones on the inside are held to a higher standard lambrocosi antena it would have been better that you do not understand these things your ignorance your ignorance do you remember the verse that we read for those that have ignorant would only get a light beating 
But those who have been given understanding, they will be a severe beating. That's in your Bible. There is a higher expectation of you. You have to run the race differently. You have to run the race differently. Moses, 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 I am about to showcase the glory of God to Pharaoh. Your enemies are about to see the wrath of God. You are about to see what a mighty hand I have. You can't expect the mighty hand of God and not think that the mighty hand of God doesn't visit your house first. You want the mighty hand of God to move ahead of you. But what about through you? What about in your life first? That is why I'm saying be quick to repent. Be quick to repent. Tell of God, we have mercy and grace. And the mercy immediately began to speak. And I began to hear the Lord say, by the blood of the Lamb, by the blood of the Lamb, by the blood of the Lamb, you shall enter by the blood of the Lamb, you shall enter by the blood of the Lamb, you shall enter by the blood of the Lamb, you shall enter by the blood of the Lamb. 30 seconds, clap your hands and thank Him like never before. Historians that recorded this say that Zipporah knew about this disagreement. And Zipporah witnessed God about to kill Moses. And Zipporah, who was a heathen that didn't understand the logic, immediately understood that because her son was not circumcised, she was about to lose her husband. She quickly took a sharp knife and circumcised her little boy. You'd assume. We do not know the age. And the Bible says, Immediately, God ceased from his anger. And he went on. Oh my God. Oh my God. Later on, you will see Moses not taking his wife and child. And he sends them back to the father-in-law's house. Because he knew that he had angered God. Let's fast forward a bit. Right when the cloud of God was above them, there was a spirit of irritation upon them. Spirit of what? Under the cloud. Hey, hear me. Child of God, we need to fix this. Right when God is encountering his people, right when he's encountering people, there is a spirit that takes over them, causing them to complain and grumble. Numbers 11. And the people complain in the hearing of the Lord about their misfortunes. Misfortunes. So the question is, were they not allowed to complain about the misfortunes because they had misfortunes? So under the cloud, they had misfortunes. Under the cloud, they had certain losses. There are some things that cannot survive under the cloud. Let it die. Isaiah chapter 6 verse 1. 
in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and lifted up. As you increase from glory to glory, there are some things that cannot travel with you into the next chapter of your life. And if you don't have the understanding of that, you will begin to complain about that. You'll begin to complain. You'll be saying, hey, if, if, if the revival was revival, why did this happen to me? If the revival was revival, why did God allow this in my life? In the middle of revival, why would this loss come to me? In the middle of revival, why is this happening to me? And if you are not careful, you will begin to complain and grumble. And the Bible says, complain in the hearing of the Lord. Hey, this is such a scary verse. The Lord is standing right there. The Lord is listening to them. And yet they do not have the humility to shut up. What an arrogant people that when God has blessed them with nearness, now there should be no reason for you to complain. Thank him, thank him, thank him, thank him. It doesn't matter if your tire has gone flat. Thank him, thank him, thank him. It doesn't matter if you lost a job. Thank him, thank him, thank him, thank him. It doesn't matter. Nothing shall take away your joy in the Holy Spirit. Somebody that knows their Lord, shout the best hallelujah. The people of understanding. When you become the people of understanding, when you become the people of spiritual intelligence, you don't have time to worry about the loss because you are celebrating the gain. The gain is greater than any other human loss. Human loss is temporary. Spiritual gain is eternal. When a child of God is supposed to celebrate eternal gain, he has no time to worry about temporary losses of this world. 30 seconds, somebody worship Jesus. God is raising up generals in this house that will not be shaken by anything around the world. You shall not be moved by a bad news. You shall not fear a plague in the name of Jesus. When you encounter fire, the characteristics of fire is being passed on to you. When you encounter the rock, the characteristics of the rock is being passed on to you. You shall not be moved by bad news. Disconnect yourself, disconnect yourself, disconnect yourself, disconnect yourself. Nothing shall spoil your mood in the mighty name of Jesus. No lie of the enemy shall defeat you in the mighty name of Jesus. No gossip shall take away your peace in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, no slander shall be able to touch you in the mighty name of Jesus. No Jezebel can make you hide under a juniper tree. 
Rakaza. I want the lion of Judah inside of you to roar in the name of Jesus. You are not moved easily like the shifting shadows because you have the DNA of God inside of you. When you begin to walk under the cloud, you understand there is no misfortunes. The misfortunes that you think is a misfortune is not a misfortune. Oh, did you hear what I said? They're complaining about a misfortune because of the lack of perspective. Under the cloud, there can be no misfortune. There is no loss for you in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. I don't worry about tomorrow. In Christ Jesus, I have no loss. In Christ Jesus, I don't worry about tomorrow. In Christ Jesus, I have no loss. Those who need to leave me can leave me. I have Christ Jesus. Those who want to fight you can fight you. You have Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus, you have no loss. You are blessed. The Lord is strengthening you. I see the hand of God strengthening your feet. You will be able to stand before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You will be able to stand before the mighty judge and he will look at you and say, because you did not, did not fear the judgment of the people around you, you only fear the mighty judge. Because of that, I am well pleased, says the Lord. You do not care about what people thought about you. You loved me with all your heart. You worshipped me with all your heart. You praised me with all your heart. You became a little child in my presence. The Lord will look at you and say, Well done, my faithful servant. Hello there. Welcome back. We are so glad that you could join us once again on this broadcast. I hope this word has rekindled your passion for Jesus, just like the very first time you fell in love with him and that you will prioritize him over everything else in your life. And I pray that you will experience his nearness like never before, because his nearness is our greatness. And I hope that this Easter you get to celebrate with your family and we get to celebrate the fact that Jesus is with us and still on the throne every day of our lives. And I hope that you remember this truth, that the Holy Spirit, our comforter, our advocate is living inside of you and I. So on that note, do get in touch with us and let us know where you're watching from and we would love to hear from you. Until we meet again, God bless you and Shalom. Distance is not a barrier to God. RevivedNations.tv is now open to live participation to our services. 